0: Hey, and welcome to the Stories Unveiled podcast, where we talk about the purpose in every story and how to live in freedom from your past. I'm your host, Ashley Sears, and each episode you're invited into a conversation about real life between me and a friend. I believe if an issue is addressed in the Bible, then it's important to create a safe and supportive space to discuss it. While some of these conversations are not easy, I do believe they are worth it. If you like what you hear, please visit our ministry at storiesunveiledconference.com. Thank you for joining today. You are listening to episode five of the Stories Unveiled podcast. This episode is pretty special to me because I had the opportunity to have my daughter, Abby Sears in the studio. We had a candid conversation about parent-teen relationships, dealing with peer pressure and dating. Abby is a high school junior and is passionate about Jesus and the people she loves. She has grown up in our home learning that living authentically is not always an easy road, but it is always worth it. Abby is one of the wisest teenagers I know, and her compassion inspires me daily. I hope you enjoy our chat. Well, typically, I have friends joining me in the studio for conversations, and while today I do have somebody that is kind of a friend, she's also my daughter. Abby, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. We are going to talk about several things. One more interestingly maybe the mother-daughter relationship that comes up, Uh, but I will just start by diving right in and asking you to just share a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm 16 years old, I go to school in Nampa, Idaho, and um, yeah, I mean, I play softball, I enjoy hanging out with friends and shopping, of course, Um, just typical, typical things.
0: So you're just, you're just a typical teenage girl. Yeah, I mean, in some ways more than others, but yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Talk to me a little bit about your experience uh, being raised in the church. You are a Christian and going to public school and some of the pressures that come with that.
1: Yeah. So um, I would say the first time I kind of like noticed a difference between like me and my friends in public school who were not Christians or, or were not necessarily religious um, was probably in like seventh or eighth grade in my world civ class. Um I was sitting, we had gotten all of our work done, and me and a couple of girls who I wanted to be friends with so badly were all hanging out, and um, I was just trying to fit into the conversation, and so they started talking about their older siblings, and um, surprisingly enough, when their older siblings lost their virginity, and... Mm. um, first of all, my first thought was why on earth do their little siblings know when their older siblings uh, lost their How virginity, awkward. right? Like that's kind of, yeah, it's it's definitely awkward. Um, but I am the oldest sibling. And so I could not contribute at all, nor did I really want to. Right. Um, but they then started going on about when they planned to. And some girls were saying like, oh yeah, probably when I'm like 16. Mind you, we're about 11 or 12 and they're like yeah probably when I'm 16 or 17 and some girls were saying like yeah probably like when I graduate high school or when I graduate college and the idea of planning when to do something this big when to lose your virginity was so foreign to me I had always been raised um that it was when you met somebody and you married them and you loved them and mm-hmm. it wasn't just something that you just gave away to anybody right. um, or that you had at a set age to give away. And so, yeah. It, it was, wasn't like a goal to attain. No, not even a little bit. It was just whenever um, whenever it was supposed to happen, right? When you were married. Right. And um, yeah, so when uh, the question came around to me, I was like, well, um, I am going to wait till I'm married, actually, and till I find the person that I love and that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And the other 12-year-old girls are like, what? <laughs> what? That is so lame. Like, what on earth? And uh, yeah, I think that was a really big like reality check for me that was like, oh, I am different. And the choices that I have made are very differing from the rest of the people around me.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's... That's crazy. I remember when you told me that several years ago when that happened in middle school. I just can't even imagine. Um, Tell me a little bit about the choices that you have made um, and how they've affected relationships, whether they've been dating relationships, friendships, or otherwise. But being a Christian, you make sometimes different choices, case in point, you know, your virginity. Uh, Talk to me about how some of those choices have affected relationships
1: um i would say not so much in like my early stages of life like early school but i would say once i started um once i started high school and uh, our rule in our family, right, has always been that you can start dating when you get your license, at least for me. Um, right. I mean, probably my little brothers will probably be different. But um, yeah, for me, the rule is always when you get your license, you can start dating. Um, so I got my license as early as possible. <laughs> I got it end of <laughs> freshman year and was driving by, I think, April of my freshman year. You um, did have a drive to get your driver's license. I did.
0: Pretty early. <laughs> I did have a drive. Yeah.
1: Um. So... I got my driver's license and uh, I started dating practically immediately. Um mm-hmm. and just the relation between like some people who are like I just date casually because mm-hmm. it's fun and I can and some people who are like I'm not going to date cuz that's dumb and there are so many different opinions within the high school that I went to and um I think a big thing was I never really related to anybody in the way that I was dating to marry. Mm. Um, you and dad have always raised me to, to date to marry. It's always been kind of um, drilled into me that that's, that's why you date. You don't date casually, especially in high school, just because it's a waste of time and honestly, honestly a waste of money. Right. <laughs> like, um, so I never had it in my head that I was just dating casually, um, And while dating should be fun, that was never the drive for it. It was never like, oh, I just want to have fun. I just want to be a teenager, you know, whatever. So um, I think that that was a big one for me was finding somebody who related to me on that level um, spiritually and emotionally just being the same maturity. Um, And then I think for friends, like making the wise decision was difficult especially like like just more recently in the later years of high school right like i'm graduating next year which is a crazy thought i know i know yeah (laughs) um and yeah i don't know just having a larger friend group and different types of people within that friend group and some people who make great decisions who i can hang out with and people who don't make so great decisions who i don't hang
0: out with as um often having that filter. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to rabbit trail for just a second. I'm going to ask is high school really that, um, bad and scary as far as like, are bad things really happening (laughs) on campus? Um, I wouldn't say scary. I think if you
1: have, for me personally, I have a good relationship with the Lord and with you guys, with my parents. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: so I wouldn't say that it's like scary, but I guess I just mean, I know, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but, uh, there are a lot of parents who I know I'm friends with and their kids are maybe a little bit younger than you. And so they're terrified for their children to go to high school because of all of the things that happen. Do all of those things really happen in high school?
1: Um, uh, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes. Is the, uh, the true answer. Yeah. 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 Um, not to, not to scare anybody off or not to um, cause any fear. But yeah, I mean, uh, I try to avoid the school bathroom at all costs because I uh, can't tell you how many times I've walked into a stall and been like, oh, strawberry shortcake smells just like strawberry shortcake, you know, because people have just left vaping. Yeah. There's just like four girls who came out of the same stall, just got done vaping. And so, um, I would say, Yes. Um, that the rumors are true? That the rumors are true. Yeah, because I, I have never experienced it or done any of it, but I just know that it happens because mm-hmm. of the rumors spread around school. And um, yeah, I don't know. I would say the movies are not quite as... Um, real high school is not as intense as the movies, but there are definitely some things that r- range. That real. go on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But because you are able to make good choices or wise choices, and not all the time, you're still a teenager, <laughs> but... To be picky about who you spend your time with, yeah, is yeah, and who,
1: I, and who I trust too,
0: yeah, yeah, who you allow to pour into you, yeah. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and I'm going to ask, what is the hardest part about our relationship, <laughs> me and yours? Um, I would say, <laughs> honestly, like the fact that we're so similar.
1: Um, no, <laughs> yes, we, we very are. we very much are. So similar. And a lot of people tell us, like, you guys look so much alike. You guys are, like, you're her little mini-me, which at this point I'm bigger than you now, which I think is funny. It's true. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I think that our, like, um, personality is our personalities are very similar. We're both very stubborn and, um, we so have, stubborn. we have, yeah, we have big attitudes, strong attitudes. <laughs> and I think that when we are in conflict, um, that makes it really difficult to yeah. get along and to be able to hear each other's points. And, um, I guess like give credit to one another for how we feel mm-hmm. um, just because we both want to be right so bad. <laughs> yeah. But on the flip side, that also makes it fun because then we can get along and we like the same things.
0: And um,
1: it, it, it's a 50, 50 split between, how it can make our relationship difficult, but then it can also make it fun.
0: Right. We are passionate justice seekers. Very much so. And so when there's been an injustice or when we don't agree with something or when we're passionate about something, as long as it's the same thing, we can rally and get Mm -hmm. along really well. But if it's if we have opposing views- It's a mess. (laughs) It can kind of be a mess. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, What about your relationship with your dad? As a 16-year-old, I know you're not an adult, you don't have kids, so you don't know, but you are a kid. And I can see the importance of a mm-hmm. child's relationship with their father, but really importantly, a girl, a teenage girl's relationship with their father. Uh, tell me about about your view on that.
1: Yeah, um, I think that it's really important. To have a good relationship with both parents, obviously, but with your father, um, especially as a teenage girl, because um, I see how it plays out in other girls my age. But for me personally, um, I think I've grown up to be like in touch with my emotions sounds like... um, (laughs) <laughs> isn't really what I'm going
0: for but I no, guess but you're like, a high feeler you're kind of much, an empath yeah. and so yeah
1: yeah I I feel a lot of people's emotions and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that like um I am in counseling right now just mm-hmm. just for a resource for me because I do deal with anxiety and um I stress just like any other high school student right especially junior year so um <laughs> but I think that like growing up with both parents being willing to feel their emotions and express them outwardly rather than hold them in and mock me for feeling them mm-hmm. um, or mock each other even for feeling them. It's caused me to be able to help people who who are that way and yeah. who don't want to feel their emotions to be able to be like, I am a safe space. You mm-hmm. can come to me and feel your emotions and I'm not going to make fun of you. I actually encourage it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm a big advocate for... For feeling your emotions and for knowing, not necessarily letting them control you and letting them be, like, who you are, but just
0: knowing what they are because I think that's healthy. Yeah, and your dad has, in my opinion, done a good job Mm -hmm. at um, using that or uh, leading by example in that your dad— his in touch with his emotions, and yeah. So it's allowed you to be able to use him as a safe place too.
1: Yeah, he's encouraged that with all of us, and mm-hmm. uh, all of us meaning my siblings too. Me and my brothers, uh, all of three of us are so very different. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, it's helped all of us kind of understand that it's okay to to feel how we
0: feel. So you're the oldest sibling, mm-hmm. yes, and only girl, and only girl. That's a dynamic. Yeah. Uh, Talk about your sibling roles, being the oldest, the good, the bad, and the ugly (laughs) about being the oldest sibling. I think there's some pretty good perks. I'm the oldest sibling as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely some perks. Um, I think that it, is completely true that the oldest sibling is always the guinea pig. That's that's the <laughs> definition for oldest siblings most of the time. And uh, as I get older, I find that to be true. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not good. And yeah. um, we're learning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we're all learning at the same time. Parents, especially with the oldest, parents don't know how to be parents until they become one. And so
0: um, there's no rule book on yeah, parenting.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So um, learning to be somebody's kid and then learning to be that kid's parent is as a process for everybody. Um but I think that for being the oldest and the only girl um is definitely definitely different than having two little brothers who are fairly close in age um and yeah. fairly similar but again all have our differences. Um I think that being the oldest and the only girl has caused me to be um, like quote unquote the mom of the group in all of my friendships. Um, anytime we're talking about like our roles in our friendships or whatever, um, I'm always pinned as the mom of the group. That's mm. what everybody calls me yep. because I'm always prepared. Um, like I was saying earlier, I'm I'm I am emotional and I am willing to talk to people about what's going on, uh, about what they're struggling with, or about what is. Good in their life. Right. Come here, honey. Yeah. Tell me what's bothering you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, I just think I've always taken on that, that role in friend groups. And I mean, honestly, I don't mind it. I kind of like it because then I can be somebody that people go to, Mm -hmm. um, so you are a leader yeah then. yeah I think that my personality is very much um, achievement and leader driven mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so if I can be a leader in a situation and help everybody achieve then I feel successful and um, that can be both a fault and a strength for me um, but yeah just just having two little brothers that I care so much about and that I want to protect um, has definitely pushed me to be a leader in my friend groups and things like that yeah
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I bet you feel like your brothers get away with a lot more than you did, though.
1: Most definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just because because I am farther removed age wise from them, I feel like I and I'm the only girl. So like I have all these things that are like spotlights. Right. So the more spotlights you have, the brighter the light is around you. And so um, I feel like I have quite a few spotlights, which can be good and bad, like I was saying. But um, yeah, as I get older, like I have a ton of opportunities that you guys have given me because I am older. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's funny when the boys are like, "What well, you get to do this and I don't. I'm like, well, I, mean, I am 16, so you right. don't have the freedoms that I do. But, um, I also see how as they get older, like the, the rules are going to shift, mm-hmm. um, just because of not every child can be parented the same. Right. Um, and that especially reigns true with our family. Right. And so, um, it's yeah. I, I I definitely see that my brothers get a, away with not t- not necessarily a lot more, but they get away with
0: different things. Well, right, wrong, or indifferent, it is different raising a girl than it is a boy. Oh, and for sure. Yeah, I have found myself parenting a little bit of a double standard to having rules for you that eh are for the boys. Yeah, and, that don't apply. You know, your brothers are you know, four, three and four and a half years younger than you. Yeah. So there's quite a bit of an age difference there. But Yeah, still. for sure. Uh, before I ask you, I kind of have a two-part last question for you. But before I ask you that, I just want to ask, what, are, what do you think is the hardest thing that teens face today? Uh, teens in general or like Christian teens? Uh, I mean, if it's a different answer, then I guess both. But... I mean, Christian or non-Christian, I think all teens still pretty much face the same yeah. the same things. I mean, I don't know. You can speak to that. I'm not a teenager.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that a big thing that teens face is um, what I hear from my friends and how I feel sometimes is just like the inability of being heard is what we feel like. Mm. Um, and I know that that's like preached, like we want to be heard, you know, but um, I think it's honestly true. Um, a lot of teens struggle with their relationship with their parents because they don't feel like they're being listened to or um their points aren't being heard it's just like we're your parents so we're right um which Mm -hmm. i mean obviously we are to obey our parents um but we're not always right though we but but exactly (laughs) but everybody we're all human and so um there will be error anywhere but i think that yeah, something that teens struggle with, um, especially I would say Christian teens, because we we know that we're called to obey our mother and father, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes we we especially me and you who are justice seekers, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes feel like no, that's, that's not right. I know that what I'm feeling is right, even though I might not be correct. Right. Um, Our feelings aren't fact. Exactly. Yeah. But we feel like they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they're valid. And so, yeah, I think that we're also really emotional at this stage of life.
0: You and I both are emotional. Yes. We, but teenagers. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
1: No, you're good. But teenagers specifically, I think. Yeah. Are very emotional at this stage of life, whether they like to be or not. Um, we, we are at a, we're at a really awkward stage right now. Uh, I would say from about 11 to 25. 20. Yeah, I was like 20, 25. Yeah.
0: I There's feel some like... adults that can't regulate their emotions. <laughs> exactly. And so I know it's, it's hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that actually leads perfectly into, I have the, I have a two part last question for you. Um, for the parent listening to this that is struggling with their teenager that is struggling with their relationship with their teenager. Abby, what would you say to the parent?
1: Um, I would just say like be willing to listen um, and open to the ideas that your teenagers have. Um, Not necessarily like give up on trying to like discipline because I think discipline is good in, in parenting Um, I think it's necessary but I think that uh, as we grow older and we we want to gain more independence not necessarily have to but we want to Mm -hmm. um, just being willing to listen to to us because we are free thinkers um, and uh, I know from personal experience that um, being hard-headed and and being stubborn and wanting my point to be heard um, I've struggled a lot with just being able to um, hear your guys's perspective. Um, but because we are so similar, I feel that sometimes too, um, when we have conflict. And so, yeah, I would say for any parents, just being willing to listen and, um, just paying attention to signs outside of conflict too. If your teenager is struggling, um, just being in tune with them, I
0: guess, rather than writing them off. Yeah. So open communication, seek to understand and listen yes. And I'll even add something, Um, parents, it's so important, at least it has been in our situation, Abby, to have trusted, other trusted adults in your life. There are so many, uh, women primarily, but I mean, a a couple other dads other than your dad that we trust, we love, we share the same values, the same morals that we've allowed to pour into your life as you've grown up. Because as you've gotten older, as much as your dad and I would like to think that we would be the first people you run to, you're probably not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe not in every situation. And sometimes you just don't want to talk to us or not yet, or it's hard or whatever it is. Um, That's part of why you're going to counseling, right? Yeah. To just shed some light on that. It's part of why you're going to counseling to process emotions and talk to an adult other than myself. Yeah, for sure but to have other trusted adults um allow other trusted adults into your teenager's life that that you obviously approve of so they have another outlet so they have somebody other than you because um i just think it's really important
1: yeah um, yeah sometimes as the teenager um if i'm struggling with a uh, conflict between you mm-hmm. and dad and i um I have those adults that I can go to and be yeah. like, I don't know what to do. They're making me mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making them mad. You can vent. Um, yeah. And, and get advice. It's, it's helpful when they are parents as well, especially yeah. with kids around my age, just so that they can be like, well, yeah. here is what I bet your parents are feeling. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's good to have multiple resources outside of your family.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then the the flip side of that, the other question is to the teenager the person that sees themselves in you or just, you know, kind of hears your story and, and is just right there with you. The teenager who is struggling with either their relationship with their parents or the Lord, what would you tell them?
1: Um, for your relationship with the Lord, I would say, uh, especially being in public high school, um, but in any aspect, honestly, I would say find outlets, fi- find reliable outlets. Mm-hmm. Um. So that can be people at school that, you know, that are are good and reliable and um, safe and safe. Yeah, I can think of a couple people right now that um, I know if I was struggling with something that I could go to them and they can have sound godly advice. Yeah. Um, and I love those friendships. I love having people like that to um, to be able to talk to and then relate to like I can go to any person, any of my friends at school and be like, I'm really struggling with this. What do you guys have to say? And they can give me any piece of advice, but it might not fit my morals and my um, what I think is right. It might not be sound. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, just finding biblical resources, um, like sound and safe biblical resources outside of just the home, um, I think is really good for, um, for your relationship with God. Uh, I take Launchpad, which mm-hmm. is... A, a class a non-accredited class outside of um my campus at, at my school right um and it's basically like a bible study a class period for bible study um for christians and it's it's been really good for my relationship with god because it um has me continuing to dive into the bible outside of just youth group on wednesdays and sundays mm-hmm. and uh i've yeah I've grown to love the teachers and the people in it and uh, I just love how far it stretched my faith um and it keeps me curious outside of school and church and stuff like that so I think that just surrounding yourself in what God has for you is
0: really good for your relationship with God um yeah yeah and then what about struggling with relationship with your parents I
1: think think for that one um being willing to talk to your parents is a big thing um kind of for the parents to just like the being willing to listen, but then being open mm-hmm. um, with your kid. If you can relate to them from when they were younger, just, just have been a while since we've been teenagers. It has. <laughs> yeah. But um, just if from my perspective, I know that um, if you guys have gone through something, then it is much easier to talk about something Yeah. Um, than I'm going through if it relates to you guys. So I think that for the teenager who's struggling with their relationship with their parents, just being willing to be open um whether that's with your parents or with that trusted adult um but i think yeah i think that just i think everybody just needs to be understanding Yeah, (laughs) is a big thing for them
0: to be patient with their yeah their parents yeah because
1: like i was saying like you I mean, with any kid, but especially with the first kid, especially with the firstborn, like parents don't know how to be parents, mm-hmm. right? They All they've known is to be themselves until this new baby comes along. And then they're like, oh my goodness, now I'm responsible for more than just myself, right? right. So um, they also don't know how to be parents. Um, and there are, I mean, there's parenting books, but that no, that doesn't prepare you quite enough
0: for what it's like to really be put into the workspace. Right. <laughs> And, you know, I think for most parents, when we um, know better, we do better. I mm-hmm. think most parents, I'm obviously overgeneralizing, but I think most parents probably are trying to raise their kids better than the way they grew up. Um, or if they grew up in an incredible home, they're at least trying to match that. They're trying to be yeah. as good or better than their parents. And I think that that's something most parents strive to do. Um in our home and in our relationship, we have um, raised you in such a way that we've been very open Mm -hmm. with you about a lot of things at the season and age in which was appropriate for you to know things. But now at the age of 16, there's not really a whole lot that you don't know about me and your dad's past, about decisions we've made, about struggles and all of those things. And so, just really quick, I know this is, I already asked the last question, but Uh, how has that affected you in maybe knowing a lot more than some of the kids your age about um, your parents like story and just with how open that how open we are yeah I think that that
1: has caused me to be an open person yeah um being surrounded by people who are willing to tell me like struggles in their life and who have been comfortable to um to share about really hard things, I think has, first of all, prepared me for the world, right? It's, mm-hmm. I mean, um, for kids who are a, maybe a little bit more sheltered than their parents um, like expressed to them, right? So um, just knowing just knowing what the world is like, I think has been helpful and prepared me for things like high school, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and having a job and all of those things. Um, but I think it has, um, I think it's created... A personality trait that is um, an uh, a, a large sharer, right? Yeah, I share. Maybe overshare. Yeah, both, yeah, maybe. Might be. Maybe overshare, but uh, we're working on it, right? So <laughs> yeah. um, just learning that that sharing is okay and that um, it's okay for people to know that you're not perfect and that like your life isn't perfect. And I think I've found comfort actually yeah. in my ability to share. Mm hmm. Um, and when people ask me if I'm okay, not having to feel the pressure of being like, oh, I'm totally fine when I'm actually not totally fine. Um, so yeah, I think that it's helped me a lot. I think it's affected me positively.
0: Yeah. Well, I am super thankful for you and thankful that God gave you to me, um, to, practice raising kids because that's just what we're doing (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) we're practicing parenting (laughs) Um, and I'm thankful that uh, because I know for me I my I was raised in a Christian home but my faith didn't really become my own really until I was a grown adult like legitimately a grown woman you know with kids and and whatnot and um, I don't necessarily think that's the case for you um, that you, your faith is your own. And I think that yeah. it, it became your own from an earlier age. Yeah. Just because of some of the things that you've walked through. And I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful that uh, you yeah. have a relationship with God. And um, yeah, you're just a pretty incredible human being. So <laughs> thanks for joining me today.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having
0: me, Mom. I appreciate you being here. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation on the Stories Unveiled podcast. We would love it if you would leave us a rating or review. If you would like to learn more about Stories Unveiled and our events, go to storiesunveiledconference.com or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at storiesunveiled underscore. The Stories Unveiled podcast is created in partnership with KTSY and Barefoot Media Ministries. For more encouragement and other podcasts, visit ktsy.org. Have an incredible day and go live unveiled.